Chapter Five of the Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin by Benjamin Franklin. Chapter Five: Early Friends in Philadelphia. Keimer and I lived on a pretty good familiar footing and agreed tolerably well, for he suspected nothing of my setting up he retained a great deal of his old enthusiasms and loved argumentation we therefore had many disputations i used to work him so with my socratic method and had trepanned him so often by questions apparently so distant from any point we had in hand and yet by degrees led to the point and brought him into difficulties and contradictions that at last he grew ridiculously cautious and would hardly answer me the most common question without asking first what do you intend to infer from that however it gave him so high an opinion of my abilities in the confuting way that he seriously proposed my being his colleague in a project he had of setting up a new sect he was to preach the doctrines and i was to confound all opponents when he came to explain with me upon the doctrines i found several conundrums which i objected to unless i might have my way a little too and introduce some of mine keimer wore his beard at full length because somewhere in the mosaic law it is said thou shalt not mar the corners of thy beard he likewise kept the seventh day sabbath and these two points were essentials with him i disliked both but agreed to admit them upon condition of his adopting the doctrine of using no animal food i doubt said he my constitution will not bear that i assured him it would and that he would be the better for it he was usually a great glutton and i promised myself some diversion in half starving him he agreed to try the practice if i would keep him company i did so and we held it for three months we had our victuals dressed and brought to us regularly by a woman in the neighborhood who had from me a list of forty dishes to be prepared for us at different times in all of which there was neither fish flesh nor fowl and the whim suited me the better at this time from the cheapness of it not costing us above eighteen pence sterling each per week i have since kept several lengths most strictly leaving the common diet for that and that for the common abruptly without the least inconvenience so that i think there is little in the advice of making those changes by easy gradations i went on pleasantly but poor keimer suffered grievously tired of the project longed for the flesh-pots of egypt and ordered a roast pig he invited me and two women friends to dine with him but it being brought too soon upon table he could not resist the temptation and ate the whole before we came i made some courtship during this time to miss reed i had a great respect and affection for her and had some reason to believe she had the same for me but as i was about to take a long voyage and we were both very young only a little above eighteen it was thought most prudent by her mother to prevent our going too far at present as a marriage if it was to take place would be more convenient after my return when i should be as i expected set up in my business perhaps too she thought my expectations not so well founded as i imagined them to be my chief acquaintances at this time were charles osborne joseph watson and james ralph all lovers of reading 
the two first were clerks to an eminent scrivener or conveyancer in the town charles brockton the other was clerk to a merchant watson was a pious sensible young man of great integrity the others rather more lax in their principles of religion particularly ralph who as well as collins had been unsettled by me for which they both made me suffer osborne was sensible candid frank sincere and affectionate to his friends but in literary matters too fond of criticising ralph was ingenious genteel in his manners and extremely eloquent i think i never knew a prettier talker both of them were great admirers of poetry and began to try their hands in little pieces many pleasant walks we four had together on sundays into the woods near schuylkill where we read to one another and conferred on what we read ralph was inclined to pursue the study of poetry not doubting but he might become eminent in it and make his fortune by it alleging that the best poets must when they first began to write make as many faults as he did osborne dissuaded him assured him he had no genius for poetry and advised him to think of nothing beyond the business he was bred to that in the mercantile way though he had no stock he might by his diligence and punctuality recommend himself to employment as a factor and in time acquire wherewith to trade on his own account i approved the amusing oneself with poetry now and then so far as to improve one's language but no farther on this it was proposed that we should each of us at our next meeting produce a piece of our own composing in order to improve by our mutual observations criticisms and corrections as language and expression were what we had in view we excluded all considerations of invention by agreeing that the task should be a version of the eighteenth psalm which describes the descent of a deity when the time of our meeting drew nigh ralph called on me first and let me know his piece was ready i told him i had been busy and having little inclination had done nothing he then showed me his piece for my opinion and i much approved it as it appeared to me to have great merit now says he osborne will never allow the least merit in anything of mine but makes one thousand criticisms out of mere envy he is not so jealous of you i wish therefore you would take this piece and produce it as yours i will pretend not to have had time and so produce nothing we shall then see what he has to say to it it was agreed and i immediately transcribed it that it might appear in my own hand we met watson's performance was read there was some beauties in it but many defects osborne's was read it was much better ralph did it justice remarked some faults but applauded the beauties he himself had nothing to produce i was backward seemed desirous of being excused had not had sufficient time to correct etc but no excuse could be admitted produce it i must it was read and repeated watson and osborne gave up the contest and joined in applauding it ralph only made some criticisms and proposed some amendments but i defended my text osborne was against ralph and told him he was no better a critic than poet so he dropped the argument as they two went home together osborne expressed himself still more strongly in favour of what he thought my production having restrained himself before as he said lest i should think it flattery but who would have imagined said he that franklin had been capable of such a performance 
such painting such force such fire he has even improved the original in his common conversation he seems to have no choice of words he hesitates and blunders and yet good god how he writes when we next met ralph discovered the trick we had played him and osborne was a little laughed at this transaction fixed ralph in his resolution of becoming a poet i did all i could to dissuade him from it but he continued scribbling verses till pope cured him footnote in one of the later editions of the dunciad occur the following lines silent she wolves while ralph to cynthia howls and makes night hideous answer him ye owls to this the poet adds the following note james ralph a name inserted after the first editions not known till he writ a swearing piece called sawney very abusive of dr swift mr gay and myself End footnote. he became however a pretty good prose writer more of him hereafter but as i may not have occasion again to mention the other two i shall just remark here that watson died in my arms a few years after much lamented being the best of our set osborne went to the west indies where he became an eminent lawyer and made money but died young he and i had made a serious agreement that the one who happened first to die should if possible make a friendly visit to the other and acquaint him how he found things in that separate state but he never fulfilled his promise End of chapter 5